Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. All right. So just to recap, first half of this episode, we told you it was going to be jam-packed. The right ways to SEO. Shut up, Steve Wiedemann. <laughs> no, no. This guy won't stop talking. No way, no way. You're making if you're us- still awake right now. <laughs> so summarize the four points. Create a single, highly functioning website. Start with the fundamentals so you're set up for success. Develop your SEO strategy. Do not shoot from the hip. Do the work to make it work for you. Conduct SEO audits on the regular. Do not set it and forget it. Stay on top of how you're performing. And finally, don't shy away from change. Google is only your friend if you stay up to date with the changes. And in our next segment, In the Trenches, which we've started calling ITT for short, we give real-world examples specific to industries and situations, but with broad application for anyone to digest and put into action. And this first one is a big one. Is SEO really worth it? And I will just summarize a couple of the points we've made, and I'll let Steve chat more about why he's so passionate about this as he's (laughs) clearly uh, exhibited so far. But I think, first of all, it often seems like a black box. And that's a comment we get from a lot of people. And it's not something that comes intuitively, like a lot of marketing and branding, honestly, but for different reasons. You know, what we talk about a lot of times, and Anne has mentioned brand story, tone of voice, right? Those are difficult for people because it's not hard and fast. There aren't a lot of rules. There's a lot of art that mm-hmm. surrounds that. I think mm-hmm. on this side, you have a bit of the opposite, which is it's hard to know how to do it. There's clearly a process by which to do it. There's plenty of tools out there. But you heard Anne ask before for the listeners, you know, mm-hmm. what are the first steps I take or where do I even start? And I think for that reason, this is the question that comes up, right? Because we do hear it can be a cheaper, more effective way to do things, especially when you think long term, but you have to put in the work to really do it. And so I think that paired with the fact that consumers, you know, and and clients of ours, quite frankly, don't necessarily know what all it entails. When you're on unsure footing like that, it's hard, I think, to commit one way or another because you can't see it, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. I remember this at Disney and we had this adventures by Disney website we were working with and I was driving paid search traffic from Google at Google AdWords back then now it's Google ads and I remember going to my boss and saying you know we could probably get a lot more traffic to our site if if this wasn't hosted with flash um, so that search engines could actually crawl. Oh man, taking find, us back, flash. Yeah, find a page for family travel to Ireland. Find and crawl and and rank a page uh, related to family travel in Europe or whatever, right? And so, um, so I had to I had to convince the boss that hey, this is something that is not just going to benefit you know our our pay per click advertising by having better pages, having pages all together and not just a flash image, uh, but it's also going to benefit our organic and we'll start driving traffic from organic. So. I, I do I do feel the pain of of the unknowing of you know what that potential looks like. And as you mentioned, there's a lot of um, there are a lot of tools that you could use to get 
some some degree of keyword popularity. None of those numbers are 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 realistic of what the actual search volumes are. These are so anything that's that you use to get keywords usually comes from uh, initially Google's database and Google's database of keywords combines multiple words, misspells and, and um, plurals and singulars and all sorts of stuff. So, so those numbers are really more just uh, uh, the keywords are really more just a summary of all the search terms available um, with the same intent. But it is it, there is data. There is data that says, hey, this one has a smaller number than this one. Let's go after the one with the higher number. And creating that forecast is just a great way to, to help quantify it, to know what the opportunity is. And we mentioned that strategy. Once once those tasks are lined up and you've got uh, you know, a, a team that's that's there and and available to work on those tasks, it's really just making sure every month you're having that quick 10-minute meeting and high-fiving over the progress they've made in knocking them out. And quantifying though, and why SEO is so important, you know, we look at Bob's watches. It started with a, a safe full of Rolexes and Paul Alturi saying, Steve, I'm thinking about doing a website for this, but I want to do it right. You know, I've, I've already got a business going. I, I'm not in a big rush. Let's let's come up with a plan. Let's figure out how we're going to do this. Let's figure out what uh, what platform we're going to use. Let's figure out what our site map looks like. Let's figure out what our media needs to look like with pictures and videos um, let's let's plan the whole thing out so that we do it right and don't have to reverse engineer it later. Um, and now, what over seventy two million dollars a year is one of the largest Rolex consignment sites where you can buy and and sell watches. And it all stemmed from a really strong SEO strategy. It was the categories and the product detail pages. And if if you want to build a business case to to help sort of support and and evangelize search. Take a look at Bob's watches and go to archive.org, goof around with some of those older pages and watch how those pages have evolved over the years, in particular, the Rolex categories, and look at the media that's being used in them. Look at the, the links using tools like Hrefs and SCMrush, the links that are going to those pages, uh, and reverse engineer how those links you know, came about. Uh, I think... I think that's a really easy way to do it. Is look at look at you know the the value of what a site like that has done. Um, one thing that that's you know we're doing on an ongoing basis with our friends at Applebee's and IHOP is quantifying what we're doing with um, the off premises, the delivery and the takeout. Mm -hmm. And you know it's it's tough because it's like hey we're on lockdowns and we need you know we can't have anyone at a restaurant. What are we going to do to keep revenue coming in? Well, let's create a delivery page. Let's create a uh, a takeout page mm -hmm. for every location. So if you're doing a search for restaurant delivery in you know, Anaheim, restaurant delivery in um, wherever, that we've got a page that shows up in search results and we can get people who haven't yet thought about Applebee's as an option and not just going to Uber Eats and Postmates and, uh, and those other delivery services, but seeing us in the mix as an option. And um, and that worked. It worked, you know, significantly with over, you know, a 400% increase in online sales by simply addressing where the needs of the customers were at the time of the pandemic. So I think, uh, and if you look at your analytics, I can guarantee you, organic search is going to be the number one traffic source. Um, and and there's there's unlimited opportunity of how much traffic you could drive from organic. You're never going to be number one for every keyword. So there's always going to be something that you could keep chipping away at to try to achieve higher placement for, you know, um, a wide array of keywords that those pages could appear for. So um, anyway, I don't know if that's, that answers your question, but it's, it's absolutely quantifiable. It does take 
you know, that six to 12 months before you really feel it. But 12 months flies by. Look, we're almost through two years of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Imagine where we could be right now with our online sales had we a year ago put those pages up and optimize them well, how much foot traffic we get, how much online sales we'd be receiving from searches. So I think I think SEO is absolutely quantifiable. It takes some time to get the data to sort of prove it, uh, but um, but there's plenty of examples out there. And if if you want to talk through more of those, I'm happy to. But I think Bob's Watches is my favorite, where we literally started from zero, and you know now the business is in the millions, and how much revenue they're driving from um, you know luxury watch queries. I think that's a fantastic example. And it actually is a nice analogy or example of an analogy I like to use. Like, so I'm an engineer by background, but I'm a mechanical engineer. I like to see how things work. But the analogy I use is from my electrical engineering friends. So, you know, when I talk to um, somebody and they ask, you know, is SEO really worth it? I said, well, you know, kind of, you know, think about the fact that when you flip a switch, you want your lights to turn on, right? And they say, yeah, I want my lights to turn on. I said, well, right now, when you're flipping your website on, it's not turning on. Like the switch to your website is not turning on. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes as to, you know, same way where your lights won't turn on, like all the electrical switches, all the like, you know, there could be, um, you know, something off in 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 the box. There could be like all these things going behind. I'm like, do you want to go figure out what that is? Or do you want somebody else to go figure out what that is? Because you want your lights on, right? Like. Oh right. yeah, I want my lights on. So I, I figure out like that that I find like sometimes these analogies like help it. Like there is so much going on behind the scenes that people just I just don't think they appreciate to the full extent of what it is. And it gets them so overwhelmed so quickly that yep. they don't even want to engage. Like they're just like, okay, um, n- never mind, never mind. I'll mm-hmm. just continue to do the same thing I've been doing because that seems a lot easier than having to <laughs> open my mind and and internalize that. But I find when I could give them like um, yeah, you're, you're flipping the light, you know, the switch on of your website, but it's not turning on that starts to kind of get them thinking about, okay, what might be happening behind the scenes? But then the very first thing they say, well, okay, well, who can I call for that? <laughs> so, <laughs> and then we go to that conversation. But I, I think it's really, really important for people to internalize. This is a new way of doing business guys. I'm like, you know, so if you're going to put something out there and we talk about this from like the social channels, like you had alluded to this too, Steve, it's like, you can't just put something out there and just like, kind of call it a day and say, okay, I'm done. I put it out there. I'm representing. You have to do everything you need to do in order to make that channel actually work for you. And sometimes- Unless you're a 17 year old Instagram influencer, then you just, for some reason, you could just, just create stuff there. and the whole world just pays you. I don't know. Yeah. You just sit around and you just wait to become famous, right? It's that boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless you're, unless you're that persona, you know, which 2% of the world is. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of elbow grease. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. And the fact that you're in it every day. And that's the other thing is like, you can't have like, I, I, my personal opinion is that you just can't have somebody who's moonlighting doing this and for it to be effective. You need somebody who's going to put the attention on it. And that's why I love the fact that you have like that checklist and everything else, because this, like, again, it is something that is a day-to-day thing. This is not something that somebody kind of does on the side. So I, I wanted to make sure that everybody hears that. And if they're still questioning what, if, you know, if SEO is really worth it, ask yourself, when I flipped a switch on my website on, is my website actually turning on? Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.